Oh, hi, everyone. <laughs> you sound tired. I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm actually really pumped. I'm, I'm excited. I have uh, much better for last month. So I have uh, a lot of energy today. <laughs> I, had, I, had, I, had, I had a few beers, you know, before the, the show, too. So that always, you know, that's good to get the, the whole cords and stuff. So. I know. I always do my best to uh, to not pregame on Mondays because uh, it's going to be a night like this where Jordan's not going to show up and then you and I aren't very responsible together. Um, so we don't play off of each other at all. It's fine. <laughs> um, well, hi everybody, welcome. Uh, episode 32, which is like absolutely crazy. Um, uh, tonight we're going to be talking uh, to Dana and John again. Uh, you met them last week. Uh, and we also have a few guests from the Mill of Vicksburg, um, which is a project that's been going on, gosh, at least a couple of years over in Vicksburg. Uh, I'll have to let Barry and uh, Brian uh, tell me exactly how long, but. Um, I don't want to ramble too much before bringing them in, so maybe we uh, bring them in and, and let's see what everybody's drinking, I guess, and stuff, and then we can kind of get the ball rolling. Sounds uh, good. Brian, Terry, John. Hi, everyone. Uh, Hi. Back if we saw you last week. and Yeah, so we've got Terry, Dana and John Hi. back uh, hanging out with us again, which is awesome. Um, more more Kelms of Beer Week fun. And then... Um, Brian Bastien and Barry Travis from from the mill at Vicksburg. So thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. I'm not going to try to get into old brewer or old beer, new beer, whatever. Uh, so why don't we get an introduction from from Brian? Uh, Brian, tell us what you do for the mill and and uh, and who you are. Uh, so yeah, so for the mill, I got involved with the mill. Well, first time I went to the mill was 2016. Formally started working with the group uh, 2000, late 2017, and effectively my job is to make sure the as you know brewing is a very important part of the mill, the identity, and make sure the brewing uh, operation, the business planning, and so forth is exceptional, just as, just like the building and the property we've got, and and the filling and other elements. But uh, yeah, oversee that and uh, work with the team to deliver. Awesome. What are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking a uh, Corvus brew from Ravens Brewing at the Lingonberry Mine Goza. Uh, they actually won the gold medal at the World Beer Cup in 2018. So I've got a gold medal winning beer here for because you guys deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> How about you, Barry? Well, I've got my ornamental and educational beer here, which is a Dawson's Cone Top. Uh, when the beer can was first invented, brewers didn't want to invest in a dedicated uh, canning line so they could run these metal cans through existing bottle lines and cap them on top with a cork back cap. Uh, no this is one for educational purposes. And then I've got a Blackstack Triple IPA, smooth and hazy. They're uh, one of the top ones for ipas in the twin cities area where i'm reaching you from tonight so awesome and so for just your background for the educational or the reason why you have the educational stuff is is you're uh you're running the museum side of the mill well at first i thought it was kind of a just an add-on or an afterthought but the thing is gaining momentum uh in quantity and scope and uh i was a kid that collected beer cans back when 
you'd have to scrounge deposited, uh, you know, pop bottles for return, which you guys know in Michigan real well. We used to get a dime a piece for them and aluminum cans. So you started a beer can collection. Uh, your mom would get sent to child services nowadays for allowing you to stack empties in your bedroom <laughs> and you'd knock them down for a while. And then I got serious enough where I put them in shelves and uh, Schmidt cans were big. Les Cuba, a wildlife artist, did a set of 21 when I was a kid. So you'd always try to get these 21 cans. And uh, I'm a buddy of Chris's and I helped him get a beer sign in the 2000s or something. I said, dude, don't have it shipped to you. Go find it. It'll get screwed up in the postal service. <laughs> and he trusted me. And that was the start of our beer relationship. So uh, I'm helping him acquire and kind of wrap. Uh, I don't know. it. He, he has a voracious appetite for uh, old beer stuff. So it's pretty cool to see what's uh, in there. And awesome. it'll be cool once it's done. That sounds cool. Yeah. I've had a buddy uh, that used to live here in, in, in uh, Matawan. Uh, had moved to Illinois, but he's a, a can collector and a, a, he writes for beer collect, can collecting magazines. Um, I'd go over to his house and, and look at his walls and his garage and his basement and all that stuff and all the cool cans and think that is, I do not need another hobby. So, all right. And then we got Dana. Welcome back. Uh, Dana from Kalamazoo or Discover Kalamazoo uh, here repping Kalamazoo Beer Week again. Uh, what are you drinking? Yeah, well, I I do. I live in Vicksburg, so uh, huh. I've got another distant whistle beer with me tonight, and that would be the uh, Backpackers Blonde, their coffee blonde ale. So it's really it's really neat because a lot of coffee beers that I've had have been darker, and this is this is one of the yeah. unique ones that's uh, blonde ale. Nice. So uh, have you been busy this week with KBW kicking off and how's it going? Yeah, we started last Friday night. So we've had, had the weekend and we're, we're getting into the week here now. So was out at, of course, we had the guys from Final Gravity on last week. So we were out there for Friday night. Um, they partnered up with Calvin and Co. And they had some pretty unique sausages out there that they were doing with beer pairing and it was just, it was great to see people. Again, we were outside, they got uh, their space there is on the north end of the Kalamazoo Mall. So it's part of the Central Commons district downtown. So you can go and for those that don't know, you know, grab your, your beer, your cocktail, your wine too, and you can enjoy the Central Commons uh, downtown. So I had to stop there and uh, get a beer there and then uh, dash back home at Tempo Vino Winery. They're a new one that joined in with us this year since we morphed it into Kalamazoo Craft Beverage Week. And they had a really, they actually sold out their virtual event. You picked up your kit and uh, then you could join in online where uh, Alex, their their vintner winemaker, led us through a tasting of four different wines that were paired with cheeses from the Cheese Lady. And the last one was a uh, blackberry wine that was paired up with a chocolate truffle too. Uh, so that was, that was really, that was really nice. I had a great kickoff to, uh, craft beverage oh, yeah. week there Friday night. That sounds yeah. awesome. And John, what did you get up to? What are you drinking? Uh, I have the, uh, do I hold it up close? Bells. Oh, vanilla. 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 Well, you're going fancy tonight too. So that's this year's uh, Black Friday release, right? Or something, something close to yeah. there. 
Uh, yeah, this was bottled on December 2nd. Oh, so okay. It was handed off to me uh, by a friend. And then I opened it and realized it was a Monday, and it it's a pretty big year to start the whole thing <laughs> off. So. This may still be around for a while. A few weeks ago, after like two hours of, of being on air, I decided it was a good idea to open a three-year vertical KBS, man. So just go with it. <laughs> I recall that. <laughs> so, uh, I'm actually drinking a Bell's beer too. I, I, I was in the general store this week and grabbed one of their uh, GSE exclusives that refresh raspberry refresher. It's pretty decent. Um, but since this is Vicksburg, I'm going to do a Time Lords regeneration next. Uh, so I got some whistle beer too. What are you drinking, Brian? I, it's funny that like so many people are rocking distant whistle tonight. So I've uh, oh, yeah, creme brulee. Yeah, 2020 quarantine limited edition creme brulee coffee style. So we normally try to get beer from the the, the brewery uh, that we're we're talking to, but you guys aren't technically uh, allowed to do that yet, right? Or are you are you actually? What do you guys? Well, let's back up. I'm just skipping ahead. What is the mill project, or, or what are you guys doing out there in Vicksburg? Let's start with that. Uh, yeah, that's a mouthful. That's a lot. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, uh, where do we start? So, um, we've got a giant building, 420,000 square feet, 120 acres that has been, uh, over time acquired by Chris Moore. You've probably all heard the story. If you haven't, I'll try to not skip any details, but Chris is the Vicksburg native. He left, um, Vicksburg a while back to seek, uh, his entrepreneurial fortune. First living in Chicago and Seattle. Um, always going back to Vicksburg regularly to his friends and family. Um, you know, that's sort of the, the, uh, the homeless heart. And his uh, um, time in Seattle has afforded him the opportunity to do um, bold things, one of which is open up his own brewery in Seattle with his partner, uh, Brian Stan, another Brian, there, Brian. And it's spelled the right way as well. Perfect. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, Chris is just, uh, he's got a vision. He's got uh, um, um, penchant for doing things that he's passionate about. And also Brewery was opened up in Seattle in 2016 and is now a, a, a premier location within Pike Place Market. So those have been in Seattle, I think it's the number one tourist destination within Seattle. So uh, all about great food and liquid. Um, and then as Chris kept going back, he heard that this uh, giant uh, mill, the, the basically the heartbeat of the economy in the region for almost a century, was um, being considered of being torn down, and he wanted to say that his grandfather worked there. And his father, his grandfather was the chief engineer, I believe, or something like that. His father worked there, and Chris even worked there um, um, as a, a young man, and. Um, yeah, he just wanted to make sure that history wasn't lost. So I think since 2014 was when things started along, and that was sort of the aha moment that here's an opportunity to do something very special. Um, and ever since then, the sort of um, uh, you know the ethos, the identity of the mill, and then you know how did this become uh, success? How did you know Chris is entrepreneur, as I said, he's got to think through the lens of a business, not just saving it, but how do we create something special? So over time, it basically always had three key elements, brewing, um, um, 
music, live music, and events. And those three sort of form the sort of pillars of the ecosystem. Then there's, you know, um, very exciting elements within those pillars or just sort of on the side, possibly. Obviously, the museum, as Barry can speak to, is, is a very important uh, component, a uh, hotel, um, uh, all kinds of event space, <clears throat> all kinds of really cool space. I don't, I don't know if this is in hot traction, but I joke that Chris is Walt Disney for beer and music. This place is so damn big. Um, I remember one day Walt Disney as a kid, and I thought this was heaven on earth. And I imagine people who love craft beer would have that same experience if we get this all right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Am I leaving, leaving anything out there, Bear? No, that, that pretty much covers it, Brian. It'll be, well, I always say I would consider a kitchen or bathroom remodel daunting. And when I go out there and I see the masons using sidewalk chalk that my son uses for marking individual bricks, like I expected when this thing was going to be remodeled, it'd be acrylic on the windows and maybe some tarps and stuff, but it is quality at every turn. I'm just floored. And with the brewery museum part, a lot of guys turn away big double-sided porcelain neon signs that used to hang outside of bars and stuff, but they've got the real estate for it and they're going to celebrate. And I mean, it, my mind boggles at uh, Disneyland's a good terminology for it. It's, it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm thrilled to, you know, have a part or say in it and, uh, I think uh, most anyone would be, I mean, beer signs, if nothing else, they're uh, visual stimuli beyond belief. They'll be lighted, cardboard, uh, you name it, and you'll be able to have cold beer while you're uh, perusing the old beer. So, Yeah, well, the one thing I'll add to that, probably self-evident, but one of the um, uh, aspects of the ethos of the mill is to have fun. And I remember when I was first getting involved and I read this, you know, journalism, collaboration, community, fun. Like, that's a project we'll be part of that recognizes the importance of that as making it successful. Um, and I, you know, to your question earlier, Jason, about beer, I don't have any old stove for you, but I can put the hat on. So I'm not really a hat guy, but that's, <laughs> that's where she had a little me. So there you go. I'll take it off now. <laughs> Brian, one of the things, though, that throws in the fun is Chris insisted, dude, you got to make it out to Old Stove. And I'm like, yeah, well, cool. It, I'd love to. But I got out there, and it was a good hour before I'm looking around, and there's a mural on the wall that some artist did. And by God, he snuck me in there as the pre-prohibition bartender. I don't know if he typed my photo off Facebook or something, yeah. but. That was, uh, there's an element of fun right there. So I've had yeah. coworkers send pictures standing next to it, you know, doing various things we can't mention here to my image out in Seattle, but it's yeah. pretty cool that I'm on the wall out there. Just expand on that so you guys understand. There's this whole wall, it's a mural, almost looks like a Cheers kind of, you remember the Cheers, you know, maybe a generational thing, but the, this sort of animated background in Cheers kind of has that vibe. And then, Sitting there, um, I don't know, maybe our third time there, people are saying, oh, that's Barry. That's, and I recognize some of the people, but it's those little details. It's all, you know, these sort of little details are very much part of um, what makes things that Chris gets involved with very um, successful and, and, you know, the premium sometimes overused. You mentioned a, a hotel, and uh, I, I didn't really know that that was going to be part of it. So is... 
I guess is is tourism going to be like a big thing then? If you're are you planning on having like people stay out? Like, yeah, absolutely. So, um, um, I spent some time understanding about how this is going to be successful. Tourism kept coming up, and we didn't know. You know, the old saying, or not an old saying, but common saying, "Building the old come feel the dream." But really, what do we know about tourism in the marketplace? We connect with the Discover Kalamazoo. But I spent some time last spring putting together a study on brewery tourism, specific for the mill. Um, yeah, I could go on about brewery tourism, happy to talk about it, but the way, you know, simply put, what wine was in the 70s, almost commodity, you know, that commodity out of California, that sort of the cheap clock, maybe even out of Michigan too, it really wasn't positioned as a, um, uh, you know, the grape or as a special wine. And fast forward decades, wine tourism is a multi-billion dollar industry. Beer doesn't, craft beer doesn't have the same fair waters wine, but the data currently shows explosive growth in brewery tourism. So we're going to capture and, and um, participate in that market, obviously having hotels um, like in Vicksburg. If we were in Kalamazoo, it would be different, but obviously not a lot of hotels in Vicksburg. So what, what other kind of, uh, I've heard a lot of different things and I don't know what's true and what's false, but uh, you've got all this space. You, you said 400,000 plus square feet. Um, what, what, we know that there's a brewery, we know there's a museum. What other plans do you have for that space? Uh, Is it just one out? brewery? Is it just what? You said yeah. Brewery, so what it was? so I, I don't want to seem elusive. Really, actually, I think the museum is <laughs> a more exciting um, corner right now, but um, there's a lot of exciting elements, and I don't want to um, be vague, but we still got another three to four years before we cut the ribbon. And since I've been involved three or four years, the, the, it's almost like a giant game of Tetris. Like, how do we put this block in here, and we need this, and, you know, it's evolved. And, it's, and, and so, you know, what I can tell you is brewing can be very important, and in many ways won't just be old so, will be old so plus. Um, there'll be a distillery, um, there'll obviously be a museum, which is great to talk about, a hotel, um, really cool spaces, uh, uh, almost tap rooms, um, created intimacy. One of the problems with having such a massive building is, you know, it's almost like, that kit. It's almost like having a house party. It really starts gravitating to the kitchen because it's got that intimate space. So, um, yeah, uh, obviously live music, so there'll be some stages. Um, there'll be the outdoor areas as well, which will have um, uh, walkways, and uh, we've talked about sort of um, 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 sort of educational paths around the mill and outside. So when it comes to brewing, the process, but you know, nothing. We're not reinventing the wheel. Things been done, but you know, nothing as to the scale of the mill. So. Um, I know there's been talk too of uh, I'm a member or contribute with various vintage beer organizations and there's been talk of uh, having a convention out there and those are kind of cool too because they have room to room trading and basically the guys take over a hotel you open up your doors and and everyone here is familiar with beer people they're pretty sharing and generous uh mm -hmm. you basically lay out all your crap on two hotel beds and uh crack out the local beers you know people are 
feel free to, you know, go in the cooler, have some of my local beers and uh, you buy and sell and trade and BS and, uh, but conventions of beer organizations mm -hmm. have been discussed to, to be held there too, which would be a natural. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, we, uh, on the homebrew space, do you guys have anything, um, you know, kind of planned in mind for that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't say much about it because again, like even, you know, what I say now, what I will do is offer to give you an update, come on and talk about it if that has any value. But oh, beautiful. Um, absolutely. <laughs> certainly home brewing is is the DNA of craft, like, you know, Larry Bell started off as a home brewer, he opened up a homebrew shop, Ken Grossman, Charlie Pavian, the Godfather's really a craft beer versus home brewers. And, you know, Bell does a wonderful annual competition with home brewing uh, community. So we recognize that as an important opportunity. You know, we've got a big historic component. As you can imagine, our building part of the National Historic Registry. Um, we're trying to preserve everything that was. And if you're going to recognize brewing history as we do in the, in the museum, well, the growth of craft came from home brewing. So, um, what we exactly do with home brewing, I, you know, if we were cutting the ribbon tomorrow, I have a very exciting concept for you, but I'm afraid that they may not be at all. So, um, but definitely doing something, something fun and something engaging with the home brew community. It's something unique, definitely nothing done before. There's a there's a great community in the area. It's, it's why we started uh, yeah. uh, doing what we're doing. It's why we all got together. Um, and uh, and and I would say, Brian and I in our club, we love our, our homebrew competitions. So you said the magic words there, man. If you can work out anything, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, you know, in, in one of the comes of brewing, and, and to a certain extent, it's still, and we want to design and build out a space that is a brewer's brewery. Uh, you know the. Uh, one of the wonderful things about you know my my uh, roles in the last few years has been I have to go visit breweries and you know the breweries are like snowflakes they don't do the same. There's always something to learn when you go see a brewery, uh, whether it's about their beer or how they do things or whatever. It's always uh, engaging, um, but you know that uniqueness of our experience is going to be key. But we also this is such a big project. I've seen a lot of big projects that look as though they focus on the project first and thought about the beer second, medium and large size projects. And that can't be the case for us, the beer first. Awesome. I like the beer first approach. I think, uh, I think we can all agree that, yeah, we, we, we definitely appreciate a good, you know, quality beer. And we might as well take this brief moment to say if anyone in the listening audience has any vintage memorabilia that they have questions on, an old forgotten basement bar that uh, grandpa and grandma have stowed something behind, I'm your guy. So look me up. You know happy to answer questions. It's, it's funny that you mentioned that. Oh, oh no, it's coming back. Yes. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for him. My uh, my grandpa passed away a couple years ago, and I I ended up with uh, some old stuff from him. I think one of them is a uh, 
it's a clock. It's a ham's clock, basically. Uh, it's not neon or anything like that, but as far as I know, it still works. Just plugs right into the wall. I don't have it hanging up or anything like that right now, but um, I don't know if that's anything that you guys like need or want, but I'd be happy to give it up. <laughs> and what's weird is I didn't learn until one of these beer geek conventions, they've got a hospitality room, and I was just riveted by an old timer in the Detroit area holding court in there. But Michigan's got all these weird liquor laws that that ham sign is probably unlit. Uh, I found variations of Michigan signs that like there's no bulb and there's no starter and no apparatus. Well, that's Michigan for you. No, they're not allowed to have illuminated tavern signs. So interesting. Huh. So uh, speaking of hams, because that's close to our hearts, um, <clears throat> I have to call out. I will. Uh, we'll put put a link there. But right before the show, uh, Tyler uh, from the the mill sent over a link to uh, the 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 trailer to a video that you guys are going to be releasing, I think on Friday uh, to kind of highlight the mill. Um, and I watched the trailer and, and Barry, you're, you're prominent in that, that quite a bit. And you're, you're in front of like a, a ham sign and you've got some hams where, and, and I was just, uh, I really enjoyed uh, seeing that. We're actually uh, all big supporters of uh, hams. I've got, <laughs> <laughs> for some reason that's keepers of crafts, macro, Lager of choice, man. <laughs> and they did have a. I think all the Chicago homebrewers had the macro challenge, and hams came out on top. And how can you beat a thirty pack for the price? I know the cube. Oh. <laughs> we're actually our our, um, our February meeting for Keepers of Craft. Uh, we're doing a sensory meeting. We're going to taste a couple of beers uh, and talk about it as a club uh, virtually. And we were. Uh, we were going back and forth about what what beer do we want to try, you know, and it's it's the season, so we've got Hop Slam, so we're going to do, uh, you know, we're going to we're going to drink Hop Slam together, and then we thought, well, we need some other kind of of uh, neutral beer, um, and and we we decided on hams for some reason. <laughs> David Jones in chat uh, is our club president, and he declared it so. Uh, so we are going to be drinking uh, Hop Slam and hams, or what we're referring to now as the Ham Slam. Um, and, uh, and, and they do mix well together. <laughs> uh, and just in case the wife says you can only have one, there I've, you go. Uh, oh my gosh, what is that? That's crazy. that is a beautiful ham. It's a nice bucket. So uh, it doesn't have to be. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a recommended use. Mm -hmm. I. I I have a, a Pilsner glass that's like that, like this. Uh, I think it takes a, a, a 12 pack to fill up, but it's, there's no, it's not a nice bucket. It's a damn glass. So. <laughs> I got one of those for Christmas. They sell them all around, I think, but it, like it takes like a six pack or so. And it says like, I'm down to one beer a day. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So for the, the, um, for the project, just to clarify, and, and, and you probably re referred to this already, but um, you are going to have Old Stove um, branded brewery in the location for sure. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, that's uh, that's going to anchor um, um, in many ways for the mill. You know, it, it's great brews, uh, a bit of a West Coast vibe, so it's going to have this really interesting injection of. Uh, West Coast vibes into the region, 
but also, um, you know, part of the brewery tourism uh, um, data I was researching uh, came across the fact that Michigan has got the second largest number of crops after California in the U.S. And um, that diversity really lends itself to obviously also evolving or becoming, you know, a, a, a also 2.0, whatever we come up with, but we're obviously not going to um, neglect that bounty of opportunity. Um, so Old Stove will, yes, absolutely have a, um, a very important um, component to the mill and very uh, much a showcase brewery. But uh, beyond that, we plan to do other things. The distillery, um, you know, we, we've had, we played around with, uh, we had a sunflower field and we had a uh, apiary out there. So, you know, we will likely do some need. Again, it's history. So we're going to try to harken back to the time where people kind of made um, things to drink, whatever they had, right? Like, it wasn't exactly a supply chain across the country um, shipped by Amazon. People um, grew what they could. And um, distilling leans on that heritage more uh, because it's a little versatile, basically anything with carbohydrates you can distill that grows out of the ground. But, um, and then the benefits of having a brew distillery um, uh, to fuel innovation, play around with it. In cider, you know, I think it's the second largest or third largest. Michigan's got a massive apple market, and, um, and most, not too far from us in the southwest, mostly along the lake. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll make some refreshing cider. Because we're a destination, um, and we'll host events, there'll be those people who, you know, want to drink in their lane. They want to they, they're a white wine drinker. They're a bourbon drinker. This is what they drink. They're not necessarily craft beer drinkers, which are a little more adventurous. A little more curious about local flavors so um yeah we'll have to check a lot of boxes and it'll be fun like i said try to embrace the history of uh the building and the region and um yeah make some delicious liquids so i don't know if um if this is something you've mentioned yet and the description on your facebook page kind of hints at it maybe like uh you know with the the inclusion of you know the name of the brewery old stove and, and crop products uh, have you considered like uh, like craft malting, like like uh, malting your own like grains and stuff like that? Yeah, or? yeah, absolutely. We looked at a um, new ones I mentioned before this. I uh, worked for. We had this uh, five-ton uh, malting drum. We've been looking at all kinds of things. Really, this is one of the exciting things with the project is there's no there's no bad ideas. Um, I don't think the malting drum high on the list right now. Um, you know that. Craft malting is growing, um, and we definitely want to support local local um, barley and, and malting. Um, but I don't know if that would happen. We definitely want to do some fun and exciting things beyond what you would see in a simple brewery, a few more toys to um, fuel the innovation. But um, yeah, the malting piece um, at this moment in time, likely not. Sure. Change. Yeah. The one thing I should mention, actually, and Barry could probably help out on this, is um, the name Old Stove. So, um, you know, Chris uh, and Brian wanted to pick a place uh, that was um, like the hearth, the warm place people to gather around in the history. 
that embraced kind of that sort of that um, era where people didn't have the flat screen TV and the central heating. There was that uh, um, people gathered around the stove for warmth and good conversation. And Southwest Michigan was a big region for producing these old stoves. So Chris, just like with all the beer, brewery uh, uh, here, with various and collecting old stoves around uh, the region, restoring them. So that'll be another really cool experience is seeing this craftsmanship that was developed and, and um, celebrated a while back. And you know, whether there's a hotel, wherever they go, um, that one alone will be fun to explore with a beer, just to see those. And I saw in, the, uh, in our chat here that um, Old Stove has an old Kalamazoo made stove. Was that, that was said? That thing is pimped out too. It's uh, <laughs> fully chromed, and I, I haven't been out. I know the tap room was kind of a placeholder until they built out the uh, the, the full fledged deal, and that was one of the first. Wasn't it, Brian? One of the first, uh, the only additions in a hundred years of Pike Place Market. So they had a kind of a placeholder, yeah. but a, the Kalamazoo stove was a centerpiece in both the mural and a physical one. And I know things have been discussed whether. Uh, I don't think they can have fully functioning ones with, you know, wood delivery in the hotel rooms, but I think with fiber optic or LED lights or who knows, but there's, that would be pretty cool to have one of those in, in each room. I mean, there's all sorts of crazy brainstorming, but it'll definitely be a focal point of the, the place and, and a museum, I believe for stoves too. Yeah. So, you know, right. I, I, uh, they are being restored right in Vicksburg actually. Tom uh, Hardy is uh, basically doing that. He's been trained and, and uh, uh, continued to study on the nuances of the story. And uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's all coming together. So every passing month in the year. That's awesome. So Barry, what, what kind of plans do you have um, for the museum? Like, do you have any uh, ideas for exhibits or anything already sourced and picked out or? It's kind of scary asking me because I have a vivid imagination. And, uh, I don't know. my it, it, And when I go out there, when I went out for that, uh, the video too, I've just happened to take in all the stuff that's been acquired. And thankfully, they've got a gal, Mindy Reno, who used to work in the steel industry. And she goes, this is old hat, not old stove for me, but she used to handle 300 different skews of steel through you know, 10 or 12 different steel plants, but she's got to categorize and wrap and itemize and they've got a guy entering them. And if you look online on the mill stove site, it's just a visual treasure trove of advertising. Uh, I'm, I'm blown away. I, I'm trying to tell Chris that maybe we need wheeled carts or something. We need to rotate the stuff in because uh, my mind boggles at the stuff michigan and otherwise but it'll be celebrating regional breweries not any of the big the big boys you know they've got a huge platform already they don't need any help but all these little breweries you know drewries uh geyer brothers uh gosh there's so many in michigan that uh were just regional players and they meant a lot to the region and the employment the sports teams they sponsored the uh you know, just they were a, a good thread of the community, a, a valuable player and produced a lot of advertising. So luckily it's been preserved and it'll be 
leveraged and displayed and celebrated and explained. And if you want to go down a deep rabbit hole, it will be there. But if you just want to take in cool signs, you can do that too. So I remember uh, hearing about all the um, uh, acquisitions for the museum and I had this image. I'm sure everyone here has seen the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark when the movie ends and they've got the Ark, the US government's now confiscated it and they just zoom out and it's going to this big room, this box, they zoom out and you just see this bigger and bigger room of boxes where it's going. Sort of had that image always, all the signs and paraphernalia that were being battered. Or a good, a good example, too, that comes to mind is I up in northern Minnesota, up north, you know, there was a gal that had a full-size hand-painted, uh, I think it was a six or seven-piece outdoor, and, and in those days, they were supported on metal frames and hand-done, but a ham's billboard, and normally, I would say, you know, nobody's got room for that. Uh, I don't know what I would do with it. But then with the mill, I mean, this is a perfect funnel to take that thing and throw up on a wall for photo ops. I mean, it's got yeah. flanking beer mugs and it's got reflective lettering. And I'm just like, oh, to move a piece like that to a grand stage is like, that just does my heart good. It'll be, it'll be displayed and appreciated. So, and the subject of hundreds of conversations, you know, it'll bring back nostalgia. Everyone's got a beer memory, so... Oh, it's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, what happens to something that big, you know, when people run out of room for it, like maybe it gets burned, like, you know, it has no significant value to them anymore or something like, I don't know. That's yep. awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad stuff like that's being preserved. That's so cool. So to, to, I don't want David, uh, David, I don't want Dana and John to get bored here. Uh, <laughs> no, this so, is fascinating. How 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 did you get tied in with the mill? For how does KBW work in with this this these guys aren't they're not even open right? They're not going to be open for a few years. So what are you guys doing together um, for KBW? Yeah, well that video that you mentioned there, um, being in Vicksburg here, I've actually had the opportunity too to go on a tour of the mill with Jackie Coney. And so um, she is actually also on our advisory council with Discover Kalamazoo. So it's important for us as we look at, you know, we, we market all of Kalamazoo County and an enormous project like this, especially with the implications it's going to have for bringing tourism to our area. Um, it, it only makes sense that, you know, we are staying in contact with one another and looking at how um, we can support each other's efforts. Um, even so, actually, as she and I were talking about, you know, the potential for having, there will be, you know, some kind of visitor center there too, as we've talked about how this is going to be a destination for people as well. Um, just knowing about what there is to do in the area, what else, you know, while they're here, like all the things that Kalamazoo County um, has to offer. So we've been in touch and, and as we knew that the, you know, brewery, and the Beer Museum were gonna be big parts um, of this project. It, we, we thought, well, okay, with this year's kind of virtual hybrid event, it really, that format really lended itself well for having some other educational opportunities and, and videos and, and things that we could share with people, you know, from the comfort of their homes. So that's where we kind of got the idea. I started talking with her and said, yes, yeah, there maybe something that we can do. We started talking about this, I think, back 
back in the fall, at the end of summer, you know, thinking ahead to the event and looking at, yeah, what ways could we tie the mill in with Kalamazoo Craft Beverage Week? And that's this idea quickly came together. I'm I'm really excited to see the video. I mean, I know y'all put that together so quickly and that's going to be premiering this Friday at 7 p.m. Um, you can watch that live on the Mills Facebook page and we've got it linked up on the Kalamazoo Craft Beverage Week site as well. So, you know, grab your grab your favorite beverage and uh, tune in so that you can see more of the, the backstory on the Mill Project. And then I think um, there's going to be some, some stuff there shown too, maybe some little known history or facts, but uh, with the uh, um, beer artifacts as well. Yeah, like I said, look like 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 some cool hams gear. So definitely check it out. I want to. We should probably say like a quick shout out to Taylor uh, Calio too, right from Altera Media. I think he's the one that we've been in contact with for the last like week or so. And wow, what a cool dude! And I think he's the one that's helping put together that video that you're talking about. So yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, I meant to look. He, I know he sent us the the, the link to the teaser earlier. I, I don't know if that's out there. Like I said, I'll check and then uh, we'll we'll share the link here so that the people watching can check it out. Um, but then, yeah, Friday the, the the full release will come out. It looks neat. Really can't wait to see that. He's really good too at stitching, as you'll see. Just the editing. I know he's working furiously and probably not watching this, but some of his drone shots and you know his vision and doing things you'll see these dramatic shots and uh he's he's pretty talented dude that likes beer too so a friend of ours he used to his old i don't know if it's like his old company or whatever but like uh he used to be part of or own like kalamazoo aerial media is that what it used to Mm -hmm. be so yeah no, that's yeah. All of his drone stuff, I, I've kind of stalked him a little bit. Uh, <laughs> like amazing, I, I do that. You know, I, I like I like seeing what talented people are up to. So, yeah. absolutely, yeah. No, I'm 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 looking forward to learning more about it. So, um, I heard a, a rumor once, and 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 this could be just total bullshit, and that's fine if it is. But I, I had heard even that you guys uh, between Kalamazoo and Vicksburg were were talking about a potential rail line, or uh, have, have, is that is that complete BS? I, bike, some, some, uh, I've heard of a bike trail. <laughs> a bike trail? Okay, I heard some some like uh, mass transit thing because you guys are going to have this like Disney World uh, type event out there, uh, and, and I heard there was. I, I may have I may have come up. I might guess we just stopped it, but my thinking, uh, you know, regarding that. But the good point, you know, how to, you know, I sort of envision, you know, my dream for the beer lands is and brewery tourism. People coming from Chicago or Detroit, coming into Kalamazoo Station, uh, always having like a ballet service where there's bikes and there's a bike trail. We have a halfway point where they can have a nice fresh beer, and it's a big. Uh, event who we got some years out there where you know a vip experience and i just you know logistically we do need to understand how people get there and that's part of this um uh um, several year process it's not just the internal guts of the building it's also how do we uh make this uh feasible on a day-to-day week-to-week summer winter uh uh feasibility and you know certainly um Coming from Kalamazoo, 
we, we don't want everybody driving. Um, and the more we can encourage people to come other ways, that train line would be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I mean, if we could get a bike trail, that would be awesome, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know too much about it. Jackie doesn't know more than I do. In fact, you probably do. But um, yeah, I would be, that would be fantastic to, uh, you know, just experience. You get out of the beer is always going to taste a little bit better when you got a bit of a thirst going, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know I've heard about, Jackie's talked about, um, you know, the, the potential for bus tours and things to come in um, and how the front, you know, will be structured to allow for those buses to turn around. And I mean, plenty of parking out there, too. I mean, the the outdoor spaces and areas are, are just as impressive as, as the inside in the building, too, and kind of hearing, you know, the vision with some of those outdoor, you know, concerts. Um, or festivals that's that's really exciting and things too like we have the um the fall bike celebration in vicksburg too so and that kind of goes along the the uh the quilt trail and and uh so i could see the potential there for you know many different ways to uh, oh, there you go John, they, they just set up a, a a trolley man <laughs> West Michigan beer tours, yeah. just uh, the circle tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a shared bike well, program. Yeah. Rickshaw yeah. drivers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's bike manufacturers in Detroit, uh, Detroit Bikes and Shinola. So, uh, yeah, a shared bike program or something would be nice. But not exactly practical in the winter, but uh, yeah. Yeah, or the pedal pubs too, you know, or you can pedal around while you have your beer too. <laughs> True, yeah. Um, I think the pedal have... pubs would be great to get some people on downtown calendars doing and say next stop Vicksburg. <laughs> 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 Might need to outfit them with a porta potty too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't forget, there's there's a number of good stops you can make all the way down too. You can you can break it yeah. up real nicely. So, totally. oh, there is. I mean, the Schoolcraft watering hole is closed, though, haven't they? The Lone Bar in Schoolcraft, I believe. Yeah, Buds is Buds is temp well, hopefully temporarily out of business. But uh, yeah, you'd have to shoot down Portage, right? And and uh, yeah, get to Presidential Latitude Forty Two One Well. Yep. Yeah. There's there's some there's some there's some options there. I think there's some room room for uh, entrepreneurial. <laughs> there's some business opportunities there. <laughs> Easy for you to <laughs> uh, uh, Let's see what do we got. Drew, uh, we were talking to him a little bit before the show started. Drew Doster, who was uh, starting Doster Brewing Company over in Vicksburg, there says uh, extend the PCBP trail. What I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Portage Creek Bicentennial Park Trail. Pathway. No, that's, 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 that's the, 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 the wind, uh, Bicentennial Park, I think. That's the big multi-use trail that's behind you, Brian. That is that what it is? Okay, I didn't realize it had like an, an official name like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm going to jack this up now, but it's like, I think, seven or eight miles of, of paid multi-use or something like that through... Um, Portage. My, my wife David runs it. Uh, yeah, David's right off of it. Um, 
but whatever. Anyway, yeah, there's a trail there. It should be extended down. More importantly, because I haven't been paying attention to chat and I missed this and I apologize, but Connie, if you're still watching, hi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Connie, everybody, that's Brian's mom. My, me, Brian. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> that's Connie's her hop son. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the whole, the the video whole portage uh, bikeway itself is 55 miles worth of trails, oh, wow. but I, I don't know how much of that is specifically. The yeah, I was. I think I was thinking just the the where where we start and end. It's part of the, yeah. the Portage Winter Blast Trail, and I think like nine miles of that is on on the Bicentennial Trail, and then the rest of it's on like Lovers Lane and stuff like that. Yeah, but, and then yeah. down by Shaver area. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right on. What are we missing here? Yeah. yeah. On a side so note, Jason, Jason yeah. with your connections and the people that are watching, we had a, uh, a beer gathering out in Kalamazoo, and that's where I got introduced to the diverse and beautiful beer world that is where you guys live. Uh, if anyone is connected with Sean over at Old Dog, he has got a Minnesota beer sign in there that deserves to be in the mill or in Minnesota. So if peer or beer pressure could lean on him in any way, I would <laughs> be indebted to any or all of you. I don't have any personal connection with him. John says he's got his cells, so uh, we'll see what we can do to make that happen. <laughs> uh, I know who he is. Um, that's I awesome. have a story about um, post craft row pre old dog um, that would have that would have to be told at other other times. But Sean was heavily involved in it, and and Barry, yeah, he's. Um, He's got he's got a number of buildings and a, a pretty crazy collection of all sorts of good old stuff, beer and otherwise. So, well, there you go. We There's a connection, Barry. Uh, <laughs> we were talking last week uh, after showing, and like we need we need to get John on, just have him like tell us stories for a whole episode, just like the John story episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have the best stories. <laughs> my, my close friends and my wife are going no 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 <laughs> well you know john we'll, we'll, we'll give you that like black screen we'll change your voice whatever we'll, we'll do whatever it takes to make it happen we'll, we'll edit this out a typical, a typical story should go like this right starts here comes all the way around and finishes there right mine will go like that it'll go that way it'll go that way and then 45 minutes later i have no idea what i was supposed to finish on and then three weeks later, we have to close that loop. So that's that's how a lot of these episodes go, man. We're used to that here. This is the perfect format for it. We could be six episodes out and then go, oh yeah, we're gonna have John back to finish that up. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to jump right in. Do you, you guys mind if I ask? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I I have uh, a friend of mine gifted me this. Uh, it's really hard to read the label, but it's an old Kalamazoo Brewing Company bottle. Oh, wow. Um, so I, I'm assuming 100 plus years old. Um, uh, um, I, I was curious, our, um, our, and, and Brian, you can probably answer this too, are, are local people that may have some local beer history stuff, um, are they able to 
lend you things once the museum portion gets up or like where I, I, I would think, yeah, that yeah. we would have a dedicated spot for loners and such. And I think uh, there's another brewery museum in Potosi, Wisconsin, that uh, collectors are able to fill a showcase for maybe a year and tell the stories. But that bottle that you showed was actually bottle cap era. You can tell by the top of it, the older blob top uh bottles which were sealed with a Hutchinson stopper like your Grolsch beer that would have a wire bale and a porcelain stopper but that would be bottle cap era still well over 100 years old but there is a dedicated group of uh, people that seeks those out and there's a local guy here in the Twin Cities privy diggers which is a glorified name for an outhouse but I guess as it was reaching its life expectancy people would throw garbage in them and there was a dedicated privy spot on every lot within the city but there are guys that'll go in there and find out where it is and dig it up and find intact bottles like that and those are embossed bottles those may have may or may not have labels on them but that's definitely a gem there yeah Kalamazoo Brewing that that's that's really neat like I, I kind of have some envy there I'd like to have one on my shelf that's neat yeah no doubt that's fun Think about the history piece a bit. Um, something that's maybe worth mentioning is, you know, this preservation of brewing history has been recognized uh, not just by you know us and others, but even the Smithsonian. So about in 2018, I think it was the Smithsonian uh, work with the Brewers Association. You may not know this, you do, but um, decided to um, work on uh, cure, uh, preserving and curating. Um, American brewing history. So now Smithsonian has a dedicated space in DC um, and in continuing to uh, archive the history. So there's a full time um, curator. Um, uh, now her name escapes me, but Teresa McCullough. Um, and then the uh, one of the cool things was about the history of how people consumed. And um, I'm, I'm kind of going down a rabbit hole because I don't want to tell too much about how we may or may not embrace this. But, you know, the, the point being is that um, there's a national recognition that this brewing history um, is an important part of culture and needs to be preserved. Um, so, uh, you know, do our own little part of this work. Oh, yeah. And brewers, John, piggybacking off your bottle, those were in the days when they were like meat markets or bakeries when you had a dedicated horse and wagon that would home deliver a case to your house. Uh, and those would be from those days that, or bigger brewers would utilize the rail lines uh, past the horse and buggy and that's how they established themselves beyond their own local boundaries. Now, I was up in Kumanaw several years ago um, and stopped by one of those uh, up in the Upper Peninsula, but it was uh, one of those roadside antique stores, and they had a number of really old Kumanaw Brewing Company bottles from, you know, decades and decades ago, and apparently when the brewery closed, there were all those unused bottles, and as the story goes, I guess people were just chucking, they'd finish their beer, uh, and then just chuck the bottle into this lake so it was like kind of like the local drinking spot or whatever and i guess decades after the fact people realized there's all these somewhat valuable 
collectibles of local history. So people would put on a wetsuit and go down in this little lake and pulling these things out and sell them to an antique dealer for 15 bucks. They turn around and sell it for 30 and some sap like me comes and pays whatever. And, uh, and, and if it matters, I didn't even make it back to our accommodations for the night. It somehow toppled over the back of my car and broke before I even got there. Oh, no. <laughs> Another John story. Oh, John, I'm, I'm going to, I'll be, I'll be back in the QAnon in a couple of months. My daughter is going to school there. So I'll, uh, I'll look for one for you, man. I'm not yeah, there all the day. I'd time. appreciate it. So pretty. Yeah. We were just up there last two, last, no, two weeks ago. Uh, my wife wanted to go see frozen waterfalls and, uh, I mean, it's beautiful, but yeah. It's cold enough down here. I don't need to be. <laughs> Is that the one? I think I've seen it where it, I mean, it's just the, it's not even, well, there's one that's not even really a waterfall that I would say, but it's just the ice kind of forms. It's like the ice caves. There's that, hundreds up there. Um, yeah. So just, just, uh, you know, there's so many little uh, tributaries and rivers and streams and stuff in the Kiwara, uh, you know, flowing down into Lake Superior. Uh, we went and stopped and saw, I think, four or five. And uh, wow. and that was just like most of those were just from what you could see from the road. So there's mm -hmm. just so many. It's really cool. But uh, my daughter decided to go. Uh, she goes to Michigan Tech stepdaughter sorry and uh she she started going there this is her second semester and when she decided i'm gonna go to school in the the upper peninsula we're like are you you don't even know what snow is like <laughs> 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 when you're driving up uh uh past houghton into the q and a there's a there's a roadside sign that is 35 feet tall and it has highest snowfall recorded and the line is all the way at the damn top. Um, uh, you know, their average snowfall year is, was, was well over my wife's head. And uh, I, she wanted me to take her picture with it. So I, I got my phone and I'm, I'm there and I, I, I kept having to move back and I wound up having to go back like 200 yards down the road so that I could get the whole line <laughs> with my wife standing next to it. So. It's a, it's a different world up there, but well, Barry said, uh, Brian, you're from, from Canada, right? Yes, I am. I'm in Canada right now, British Columbia. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, in normal times, a two and a bit hour drive to Seattle. So I can get some fresh old stuff when I need it. And again, normal times, but yeah. Right on. I, I really like your shirt, by the way. You're uh, I, you're, am I? Yeah, no. I don't break, I don't have enough reason to wear it these days. <laughs> so, so, when this thing gets off its feet and it's it's moving, are you coming out this way? That's the idea. Um, yeah, very excited for a lot of reasons. We've been involved with this project, and I'm quietly, well, maybe not quietly, logging to use. Have you guys seen the layout of the building, the, the mill? Yeah, there's a few uh, posted to the, the Facebook page and website. So you may have noticed sort of a courtyard. There's the east wing and west wing, and there's this big courtyard, almost like a natural amphitheater um, um, that we can utilize for a lot of things. And I'm quietly lobbying to turn that into an ice rink in the wintertime so we can play some hockey or do some curling and 
have some fun. We won't get the snow as the upper uh, peninsula have, but um, might as well enjoy the winter. Have some fun. Hell yeah. Uh, who is it that does the curling? Um, there we go. Is this working? Cloud Brewing. Has, oh, yeah, that's cool. Can you zoom in? Whoa. Hello. Looks like cleaning out a mash tun. <laughs> so the, just, the part that you can see from the road today is the the, the front of that, right? The, yeah. I'm sorry, the other side, actually. If you're the other um, side, the where the, the event here. space back here. Is yeah, where you see the road. old stove. That that depending on where you approach it, that that would be the front from um, the main. Um, the highway there, um, and sort of it's not quite on spot, but the powerhouse stage um, is that sort of amphitheater that I talked about. There's the west wing, which has the hotel residential unit, and then the um, um, east wing, which will um, have the museum. And you know, this is where it stands right now. This is how we're going to populate the mill, um, and then yeah, that's. Uh, that sweet little spot, how awesome to be to have a hockey game right in the middle there. <laughs> That's awesome. I would like to throw this out here because he has a great idea, but uh, a place for the, the local homebrew clubs to meet would also be uh, am amazing. Mm. Um, and we're, we're poor, so we really can't afford to pay for anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you drink beer? We'll drink beer. We'll drink all the beer. Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll buy the beer. But but to have a place that uh, that doesn't also host other uh, trivia events or um, or have music blaring, uh, uh, you know, we, we we try to move around and, and it's it's hard, you know, meeting in local breweries who are, are open to the public, you know, and, and I get it, they need to pay their bills. We want and, them to make money, yeah, yeah. And we want them to make money, but having meetings in local breweries is tough, especially when you're trying to do a presentation. Uh, well, um, I said before, I'll say it again, with 420,000 square feet, we've got right. right. <laughs> and, and frankly, one of the challenges, and, and there's lots, and they're all wonderful challenges, but how do we uh, operate this thing in a November versus a July? And how do we make that visitor experience always wonderful? Um, but we will have to close off some areas because it's just, you know, if it's a Monday in November and there's 200 people in the building, it doesn't make sense to have lights on everywhere. But obviously, um, we want to utilize those spaces if we can. So, yeah, I can't imagine a better use for some of these spaces than having a local homebrew club. Perfect. And, and and in doing more than that, again, I won't necessarily go into the details of it, but um, um, ideally, whatever you can imagine, and then some. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I think I really appreciate you guys joining us tonight and hanging out, sharing your story. Uh, it's really been great listening and uh, getting to know you guys. Um, and I can't wait for it to open. Do you have a date, like a, a goal? Uh, I know we've said three years. Yeah, so um, it's kind of a moving target. If you asked that question two years ago, it would be 2021. <laughs> we were pretty ambitious. <laughs> And, and really wanted to, the, the original plan was to sort of phase it out. We got such a big building, let's just open up perhaps the east wing first and then progress. But um, 
the latest thinking is it doesn't make sense. We want to have a really impactful grand opening, and that means completing everything and then cutting the ribbon. And um, and that's the plan now, and and, and that would mean um, likely late 2024 or uh, 2025. Um, okay. But, you know, stay tuned for more updates. Well, we're happy to do annual updates with you on Michigan Brews uh, as long as we're around. Uh, we'll have to. Uh, I've got your email address, so so we'll, we'll hook up and we'll get regular updates yeah, yeah. in the mail. Awesome. Sure. All right. Well, hey, thanks everybody. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, you know, and uh, if you're if you're hanging out this week, uh, go check out the Kalamazoo Beer Week website. Find an event. Go support a local brewery. Um, we'll we'll get the link posted again. But uh, yeah, cheers. Cheers. Thanks, awesome. Thank you so much. Let's do this in person at the mill. That's our goal. Mutual goal. All right. Yeah, we're with you. We're with you. All righty. And I'm losing my stuff. Jason's gonna do our little intro and I'm gonna talk throughout it. And that's it's it's part of our thing. And it's kind of <laughs> so. cool.